Welcome back to The Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham, and welcome to my show. And I just want to let all of you guys know, just for the record, you don't got to let me know when CNBC make it post a millennial money video. I am on this like a fly on you know what. Because I hit that notification bell for CNBC. I see everything that they post, and I love it. So I knew as soon as they post a millennial money video, I knew it was going to be a good day. I knew it was going to be a very good day, and I'm very excited to check out this video today. Today, the video that we have looks a little bit different because we're doing a couple. I have not done a couple before. That, that's not what she said, because that sounds a little off. I have not reviewed a couple before, and this is called Couple Living on 200K a Year in San Francisco. Wait for it. Millennial money. Mm, I love that. Just millennial money just gets me, ooh, I get so giddy over millennial money. Now, the one thing I do want to say, $200,000 in San Francisco is decent. I mean, that, that's a really good income. Uh, it's, it's a couple, so I have a feeling like, you know, that she's probably making like, you know, 100 and something. She's probably making about 100 and something. They look like they're in love, by the way. I mean, they look very happy together. And this seems, it's only five minutes, 44 seconds. So anyway, let, let's give this a shot and, uh, and see what, what this video is about. I love San Francisco. I love the Bay Area. I know this might sound weird, but I literally feel energy when I come into the city and I think it's a magical place where you can make anything happen if you want to. I gotta say, I love San Francisco. I, I've only been a few times in my life, but every single time I've been up there, it's just a fun city. It, it's just, it's really diverse. It's really unique. It's like the, the water is there. The people are amazing. The whole little trolley things that go everywhere in the hills and the houses and I like San Francisco. I don't know if I could live up there just because I'm so used to like here in West LA. LA is better. But anyway, I think it's a cool city. So I agree with her. $200,000 a year in San Francisco is great. Now, what people don't realize, they, they see $200,000 and they might be, whoa, that's a lot of money. The thing is, San Francisco is such an expensive city that $200,000 in San Francisco is probably like someone's making eighty dollars to $90,000 a year somewhere else in the country. So just for the record here, so it's basically like they're, they're making, we could put it in context, they're making $80,000 per year in Nebraska, let's just say, is basically $200,000 a year in San Francisco. So the you know, cost of living in San Francisco is through the roof. I am an immigration officer for U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. I conduct uh, naturalization interviews and uh, permanent resident card interviews. My job is to go over the financial statements and um, all of our expenses accounts and review our monthly closing. You know what's so funny? CNBC just said that you don't need a budget. So they're looking at this and being like, what, what are you doing? He doesn't need a budget. You shouldn't budget. This, this guy is smart. So I think with rent, I pay a little bit extra and I pay the utilities just because I make more. Um, when it comes to food, we usually split things down the middle. When we go out, we try to split the bill or we trade off. You know, it's been great being with an accountant. So I got a little triggered here when I looked at the typical monthly spending, $10,910 a month. That's way too high. But then I realized that 5,500 of that is in savings and investments, which is good. So let's start here. Housing. $26.40 a month. Welcome to San Francisco. That's just insanely expensive, but you know what? It's San Francisco pricing. So on their income, they can absolutely afford it. 
$180 a month on utilities. They could probably get that down because this is a one bedroom. This is a one bedroom, $180 in utilities is high. They should really look into those off-peak electrical hours. That's where I save my money. You do everything after like, I think it's 10 p.m. here in Los Angeles and the electricity cost goes down significantly. Like I charge my car at like one o'clock in the morning. I try, I try to do laundry really like after 10 unless the cat pees on something and I gotta wash it. So that, that's the only exception there. Insurance, 220, fair. Food and drinks, $650 a month on food and drinks. If there's, if there's any bone I gotta pick here, it's that, because that is too high. That's too high. 20 cent iced coffees. I'm gonna teach everyone how to make avocado toast for like $2 here. So food, food and drinks is too high. Transportation, 190, that's fine. Subscriptions, $230 in subscriptions. What do they pay that's $230? All you need for subscriptions, maybe a Spotify, maybe a Netflix, maybe a YouTube Red, if you're feeling like really adventurous here. I wanna know what their subscriptions are, because that's too high. Debt repayment, $680. That's student loans and car payments. At least they're paying it off. And then $5,500 in savings and investments. I feel like they could be saving more on their income, but uh, it's decent. CNBC loves to kind of trick us with this stuff when it goes, what I did, Alex Pardo making 280K in Detroit, 280K was like his take home net after taxes. So I'm curious if 200K is after taxes or before taxes. They never tell us this. CNBC, if you're watching this, I want you to tell us if 200K is after they pay their taxes or before, because that does make a difference. An accountant who knows how to budget for everything and is really has a hold on what we're spending um, and it's been great for me and educational to learn about um, how to have a diverse portfolio and uh, invest in different ways that I don't think a lot of people in our generation are doing. I don't know what to do because it, so far, there's really nothing that I can really say that's negative. I could say like, hey, cut down on the food and drinks, but for their income so far, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I can tell them to save more money. They're not doing anything wrong. I mean, the, the, the amount that they're saving is, is good. I'm always extreme. I'm always just like, you know, you could save 99% of your income and I would have a sit down with you and I'd say like, hey, we got to talk about your spending and we got we to save a little bit more money. I, I'm always a believer that there's always something you could, you could cut back on and save more. I, oh man, I wish they were messing up. So I, can, so I can have better content, but I'm just gonna do this anyway. Now that we're engaged and um, my money is her money the way I see it, so we're all- That's quite the ring, I gotta say, though. I, I wanna know how much that ring was. I like how she just puts that there for the shot. She's like, oh, here's just my hand, here's just a, oh, wait, that all thing? Oh, yeah, no, that, that's just my, that's just my ring, here you go. Oh, I forgot I had that on there. It, anyway. I did a lot of educational work with them to get them to increase their productivity with farming and I got paid $300 a month. I didn't have electricity or water so no utilities. Um, I washed my clothes in a river and I did bucket showers for two years. So I did have to learn to budget my money and I really only had enough money to buy food and to travel out of my community to get more food. Um, so that's where I really learned how to pinch pennies and live off of like lentils and beans and rice. <laughs>
that definitely prepared me for living in San Francisco and I can I feel like I can live really cheaply and uh, I don't have to go out if I really need to save. She's smart and you know what I think he picked a good one I think financially they seem like a very compatible couple together and she values uh, saving money and he's he tracks money and I think this is so far man why can't they why can't they mess up CNBC pick more people that screw up so that gives me something to yell about. I'm, I'm yelling, I'm yelling because there's nothing for me to yell about. I make more now, but she being in the government, you know, I'm going to live off her benefits later in life. So, yeah. you know, she has nice, nice money in the back end and I make more in the front. That's one thing, though, I wouldn't count on something until it's actually there. I know that the government benefits, chances are they're not going anywhere. But I'm just saying you never know where her career might lead in the future. And I wouldn't necessarily bank on that becoming, you know, a reality. I'm just never the type that likes to expect something to happen that hasn't yet happened. I think our big spending would be traveling. Um, usually we'll try to save money as much as we can using uh, like travel points. Oh, okay, so I was literally about to lose my shit right there if he's like, my biggest expense is traveling plane tickets. Because then I was going to yell at him for not using points. He's using points. Oh, man. Okay, that was a close one. We both spend our own money on things that aren't necessary, and um, so far we've agreed on everything. This is this is couple goals. I, I gotta say, like, they're a great couple, and I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. You know what? This is good. Now I believe in spending money on experiences and investments in myself, like doing yoga teacher training and doing fitness classes that will benefit me and my health. Fair enough. I mean, if you're gonna spend money on something, I think if it's health related. You know, again, even from a financial perspective, if you can live a little bit longer, you can end up making a little bit more money. So sometimes, like, just anything involving your health that will improve your quality of life later, I'm all for it, even if it costs a little bit of money. If I can retire by 40, um, my end goal is my friends and I are going to start a company to invest in real estate. And so hopefully when we get enough units doing that, we have enough uh, passive income to just be able to retire and... Um, with money coming in like that, we can go anywhere, live anywhere, go travel. That's my goal is to probably be financially independent by 40. I wonder if he's on the Reddit forum, financial independence. I, I bet he is. If he's talking about retiring early and stuff, everyone is on there. Like, I, I, I go on there like twice a day. And it's like, I, I don't really post very often, but I lurk. I read. $40,000 on a wedding. Oh, why do you need to spend $40,000? That's what I don't get. I knew there was something. I knew there was something. You can't talk about wanting to invest in real estate and do this business and spend $40,000 on a wedding. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care if you could save $100,000 in three years. You do not spend $40,000 on a wedding. Think of that as like you could you have a down payment to invest in a property. You could buy land. You can own a land somewhere. And you spend it on a wedding. Don't do that. I was hoping they spend under like $15,000, $10,000 on a wedding. That's what you should really spend. $40,000 on a wedding. I got to I I need to no. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Don't do that. Why, why don't you do a small wedding somewhere? 
pick a pick a park somewhere. Pick a pick a nice park and invite 50 people to the park. Bring your own beer. Do a cook-off barbecue. You know, spend a few grand. Spend a few grand. Go, go to go to Costco. Go to Bevmo or Costco and and get and get the drinks. Or better yet, don't drink because it's bad for you. It's bad for you to have a drink. Don't do that because because that's not good for your health. You're talking about your health. Don't don't drink. Forty thousand dollars on a wedding. Don't use the savings. Invest it. Invest it. Invest it. I promise you're going to be so much happier with like an extra million dollars in the bank in fifty years than than they will on a wedding that lasts a day. Ah. Oh. So so we're done with the video. I gotta say. The wedding triggered me. The wedding got me upset, and I'm glad there's something in the video that I could get upset at because I wasn't getting upset at all. But okay, so besides the wedding though, because I, I said my piece about the wedding, don't do it. Don't spend that much money. And I have a feeling, it seems like everyone from, from uh, Millennial Money has watched my videos and reached out to me. So I have a feeling if you guys are watching this, you wanna reach out to me on Instagram, send me a message, and title it Millennial Money and, and thing, you know, the very front, you know, first line so I, so I know it's you. Besides that though, I, I can't say anything that you're doing is bad and I can't really knock anything. And I think you're doing a really good job and I wish, I wish you were messing up so that way I would get more interesting content, but you're not messing up. Uh, you're doing everything really good and I would say you're probably in the, in the fraction of the 1% of, of how, you know, how well you are doing compared with other 28 year olds. So I, I just, you know, really good job on that. Don't spend $40,000 on a wedding. Cut down on your food and drink budget. And other than that, I, you're doing a great job. So anyway, with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. If you guys enjoy videos like this, make sure to subscribe. Hit the like button. Add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily. So if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me on Instagram. Thank you again for watching. And until next time.